Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 4 this morning, message entitled, Outcast. Verse 33, it says, Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So Jesus teaches in the synagogue, and all of a sudden this guy in the middle of his message cries out, I know who you are. Leave us alone. Usually in, the case, in this case, when somebody yells out or cries out in the middle of a sermon, it has something to do with a demon, right? So Jesus says he knows exactly what's happening. But this isn't just a demon. This is a demon that needs a bath. He's an unclean demon. I don't know what that means. It has a spirit of an unclean demon. You, you read about unclean spirits and you read about demons, but this one must be particularly nasty. And there's a, there's a few problems here. First, what kind of teaching on Sabbath mornings, was happening within that synagogue that this guy was just going unharmed and felt comfortable being in church every Sabbath day. But what was happening in that, in that church, in that synagogue? I mean, he just felt comfortable. Second is, he says, leave us alone. Does that mean him and the guy that he was possessing? Or does that mean that there were other demons within the church that were there that were not liking what Jesus was saying? That's kind of scary. And so we have this message that he says, let us alone. Let us alone to what? Let us alone to do whatever we want to do. Let us alone to live the life that we want to live, the lifestyle that we want to live. We don't want you here telling us how we ought to live or challenging us or making us feel uncomfortable. What are you doing here? Let us alone. I don't know if you, you picked this up, but this is the, this is the message that's going forth in our country right now, let us alone. Let us do what we want to do. Let us have our way. It shouldn't escape our notice that this is a demonic message. And it is filling our airwaves and it is filling our culture and it has become quite the thing in just the last year or, or year and a half. As you can coincide that with world events that have taken place. Christians in cities having a concert and then being attacked by protesters, bricks thrown, people injured, and the police not willing to do anything about it. Why? Because the world does not like Christians. I was watching the news the other night. Okay, only watch one hour a week on Thursday. It's like my set time. It's the only TV I watch. One hour. I'm repenting of it. I'm, I used to watch a lot more. But last Thursday... I was watching the news for my one hour and I saw a lady come on and she said, well, basically they showed the, this video clip of her in her school board meeting. She was a teacher in the school board meeting and she was saying, I quit 
because apparently in the equity training that they've been doing in her school, they singled out, they said that it's white Christian women that have too much influence in our school, and that has to change. And she says, if that's true, then I'm an offense to you. And, you know, and that's, of course, that's racist, and that's also bigoted, and it's religious discrimination, and yet this is exactly what they're pushing on people. And she says, I quit, and it ended up going viral, and so she was on the news talking about that. You know, it's, it's crazy what's happening in our world. Let us alone. Let us educate your kids without any Jesus. Let us affirm our lifestyles so that we won't feel threatened by you, or, or we'll cancel you, or we'll throw bricks at you, or we will scream in your face. This is what our culture is coming to. We don't want Jesus. We don't want Him to affect us. Don't tell us we're wrong. Don't tell us that you don't agree with our lifestyle. And yet it's ironic. And this is why it's ironic, guys. Because as Christians, and I hope this is true of every single one of you, as Christians, we love the marginalized. We love the outcast. We love the poor. We love the rejected. We love the sinner, the drug addict, the transgender, the homosexual, the fornicator, the racist, the bigot, the rebel, we love them. And because we love them because they are created in the image of God. And as Christians, we should be able to put our arm around any single person, whoever they might be, and say, I love you. I don't agree with your lifestyle. But I'm not going to force it on you. I'm not going to force my lifestyle on you. And I'm not going to force you to agree with me. But I love you. And what you're doing is wrong. But in our culture today, it's not good enough. They want to be told that they are good and that we approve of their lifestyle. We know they are not good. We know. Why do we know? Because we used to be them. We used to be homosexuals and we used to be drug addicts and we used to be sinners. But we were washed and we were clean. That's what Paul says. He talks about that. The drunkard, the sexually immoral, the, the homosexual. He, he lists that list and he says, and such were some of you, but you were washed and you were clean. And we, we just have a message of hope because we know what Jesus did for us. And so we want them to have it too. We're not going to force it on them. We're not going to shove it down their throat. But they don't want to hear. Leave us alone. We don't want to hear what you have to say. We don't want you to even have a voice in this free speech country. We're going to cancel you and we're going to close you down. This is what things are coming to. And it's the same voice that was in the synagogue on that Sabbath day. Let us alone, Jesus of Nazareth. Did you come to destroy us? That's what this demon would say. He knows he has an expiration date. He knows that his time is short and that Jesus is going to come and he is coming back to bring righteousness and judgment upon the earth. And so time is short. We don't have time to mess around. We don't have time to say it's not my problem. It is important that we as Christians understand that judgment is coming. He came, just like we talked about last time. He came to proclaim the acceptable day of the Lord. And then he paused at that comma, and the day of vengeance of our God was the next exact line after that in Isaiah 61 verse 2. The day of vengeance of our God. That's what's coming next. And there's no time to waste. We look at this stuff happening and we're like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And we get a little freaked out about it. But remember, guys, these things must come to pass. These things must come to pass. We need to keep our eye on the prize. We need to keep our eye on what's important, that Jesus is coming back. Did you come to destroy us? He says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Wow. 
The demon knows who he is. The question I have for us, though, today is, do we know who he is? Do we know who he is? Well, I know that he's, you know, Jesus. He died on the cross for the sins of the world. You know, I know that about him. Oh, yeah, I accepted him into my heart. But my question isn't, do you know about Jesus? My question is, do you know Jesus? Do I know Jesus? This is not just a question for you. It's a question for me, too. Because I can tell you for a lot of my early Christian years, I I would go through, you know, read my Bible. I wanted to read it in a year. I I would do my devotions in the morning because that's what Christians do. And I want to, you know, hear what God has to say to me. You know, I want to see what this this devotion is. And and I go through all those motions without really the thought that I really need to know God. That I'm opening the Bible, not just to read the Bible so I can know the Bible, but I need to read the Bible so that I can know God. I need to spend time before Him so that I can hear His voice and I can actually really hear Him and what He's saying to me. Do I really know Him or do I just know about Him? Well, this demon had some knowledge of Him. Before the fall, he was probably an angel who knew exactly who Jesus was. Since he's been fallen away, And now he knows who Jesus is. But he doesn't know him in that way, in the way that we can know him. And so it's a challenge for us. Do we know him? This demon knows who he is. You're the Holy One of God. We know that much. But do we know him? You realize that Jesus says in John 17.3, yeah, John 17.3, and this is eternal life that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom they have sent. Eternal life is not just to know about God, but to know Him in personal experience, in personal relationship. Without that, Christian, there is really no Christian life. There's no life without knowing Him. Verse 35, he says, But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out and did not hurt him. And that's good. You know, sometimes the demons, when we read through the Gospels, we hear the demons throws him down and ripped him or hurt him. In this case, he just threw him in the midst of them, kind of as a, a protest, I guess. And Jesus, the outcast, casts out the dirty demon. The, the idea of this unclean spirit is that this spirit is producing uncleanness in the person that it's inhabiting, in the person that it's controlling. Nasty behavior coming from their life. Demons control people who invite them into their lives. You know, we invite Jesus into our lives because we want his control in our lives. And if we invite a demon into our life, then they will control our lives too. Now, of course, a a Christian cannot be demon-possessed in that sense, but we certainly can be oppressed, can't we? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.